everyone, and welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. Hi, Michelle. Hello, Barbara. Hello. I'm Michelle Maris, your co-host. Oh, and you're in a silly, happy mood today, aren't you? I am. I am. You love to see it. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. I'm, I'm actually going on a of... vacation on Sunday, so I'm fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. First time leaving the state since 2019. No, 2020. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, 2020. You're right. But early 2020. Yeah, so. February 2020. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Very excited for you. Very you deserve excited. some time away, some R&R mm-hmm. to reflect and recharge. I'm excited. Excited for you, and I'm every. I say this every week, but I'm really going to love this topic because this is so up for me. She, thank is. you for indulging me in this topic today because I have been. <laughs> I feel like I want to go. I'm going to go to a, an island surrounded by water where and put a moat around myself where no one can get to me. That's quite a if visual. That makes any sense? As you can tell, she's really on one today. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like to call her the um, the Energizer Bunny, not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> um, because she just, the energy that comes out of you at all times is top notch and she just keeps on going and going Thank and you. going. Thank you. But I'm, I'm excited because today's topic is, is good and it's important. And just like with everything else, it's things that are up for us and up for y'all. And, um, we recently did a workshop about this topic and we loved so much some of the takeaways. So we're so excited to give it all to you this week. Yeah. It's, as I said, it's definitely up for me. Yes. Say, so, um, can't talk today cause I'm just so excited, but so today we're going to talk about saying no with confidence. with confidence and the confidence piece is big, but talk about why yeah. this is so up for you saying no with confidence. So Everyone listening out there right now, can can you relate to the feeling that so many people are asking you to do things or wanting you to participate in something or wanting you to, even to the smallest little thing, to the largest thing? Um, I feel like a day doesn't go by that I don't have five to 20 people asking me for something. Could you get this telephone number for me? Could you go find this for me? Could you, oh, if you're stopping by the grocery store, could you grab some milk for me? Or, oh, (laughs) that was me. That was a a dig. No, or could you chair this luncheon? Or, oh my gosh, do you, could you speak at my group on, uh, in August? And I love doing all of those things. And I do love speaking. All of you know that I do love, this is my, my favorite thing in the world to do. Um, but it's a lot. So I, I'm hoping that some of you can relate to this idea of constantly feeling like you're being asked to do something or be on all the time or, or feel um, like you're needed 24-7. Yeah, and obviously life is always busy and we're always being asked of things, but I do particularly think that this moment in time feels like the requests are amped up, you know, we're out and about more. People are starting to feel more comfortable doing things and being more social after two years of a pandemic. Yeah. And so everyone's very excited to, to be and to do, but it can be really overwhelming to feel bombarded with requests, especially if you don't know how to say no. And especially if you're saying yes all the time and then wearing yourself out. And so that's really what we want to talk about today is how do you say no and how can you say no 
and how that can be okay. Yeah. And I, I think I love the title saying no with confidence. Um, and as a little caveat to that, saying no, um, when you really want to say no. And so that kind of goes hand in hand with feeling confident, not only that you can say it without giving a whole explanation of why you want to say no, but also feeling confident that it's okay for you to say no. Because I think for me, so many of the things that people are asking me, um, I love to do. It's not like they're asking me for anything really that I don't really love. And it's, they're, they're things that I enjoy doing, but almost everything I want to say no to because I'm tired or because I'm, I'm in Stretch a place thin. in a place. And I think that's goes with what you're saying. It's such an exciting time. People are coming out of the pandemic, traveling and doing so many things. So the energy is really amped up. So I feel like my energy has, has become drained, um, a lot, a lot lately. So this is really going to be a good topic today. And we hope that you really open up to the opportunity and get curious about how, how does this look in my life and how can I actually practice some of these things so that I can preserve my energy and do the things wholeheartedly and feel, have all of my, um, attention and presence in the things that I do say yes to. Yeah. And what I picked up from what you were saying is that you have the awareness that you feel tired and overwhelmed and overspent and overstretched, which is like we've talked about so many times on this podcast, but having that awareness to know, okay, I want, I I like getting requests to speak or to be with friends or to do things. I like to be included. I like to be involved, but that feeling that I get when one more thing is asked of me is giving me the awareness to know, okay, something's up for me right now. I need to take a step back and evaluate what's happening and what I need to do, what I want to say yes to, what I want to say no to, to feel better. And that self-knowledge is really the beginning of self-improvement and, and, and feeling better. Because I think the most important thing that I'm feeling that I want to make sure everyone understands is that I love speaking. I love doing all of the things that people are asking of me. You are Look, you know you're that. like lit up like a Christmas I am. tree. I love so so please know if you've reached out to me and you want you want I, I want to say yes. She's getting the panic like, oh no, they're no, gonna no, no. hear and they're no, gonna no, think. No, I wanna say yes. <laughs> but I think where you're going with this, Michelle, which is gonna be really important today to talk about is there has to be a, a time and a place in our lives where we put our self-care first and we realize, as you said, I've become really acutely aware of how I need to take a step back, regroup, you know, put my self-care first and see what are all the things that I need to do so that when I say yes and when I do the things that I absolutely love to do. It's wholeheartedly. Yeah, and you're getting all of me and, and I am just so energized and full so that I can share what I have on the inside with the people that I'm with. On the outside. Yeah. And I think too, you know, life is, is, is filled with seasons. We go through seasons of our lives and you just closed out a pretty intense season as we talked about in our grief episodes with you losing your dog and everything that went into caretaking. And so you're really kind of coming out of that season of your life, that chapter needing to take care of yourself because you have been in caretaking mode for so long. And then, of course, on top of the pandemic and everything else that's going on in this world, it's been particularly particularly a lot for you. And so just knowing what season you're in 
and having that awareness to be like, okay, right now there's been a lot asked of me. So even if it's something that I want to do, I might have to say no, just because like you say so often, I can't put one more thing on my plate. I think probably once a week for the past couple of years, you would say that to me. Mm -hmm. And that's just that awareness that we're talking about. And it's not personal to anybody or anything that's asking of your time. It's just literally what's true for you. And your season might not be the same for my season. I might be able to say she can't, but I can step up or whatever. So just knowing, knowing the seasons, knowing the flows of your life and some flows are, you know, the tide is out and you're, you know, a little more peaceful and the tide comes in and you're ready to kick it up. I also love this thing that I say. That was a lot of analogies. It's true though. I love this thing that I say (laughs) often too. Um, I can't, I can't entertain one more thought or idea in my mind. She's literally been at the max. My mind can't take in one more thing. So it's all good. So let's, I think let's, we have a lot of good things to share. We do. um, Because that is the whole purpose of our our lives actually is really to share our experiences because every time we go through, as you said, situations or times, we love to share our uh, insights. Yeah. And I think a lot of us are feeling that pressure, that external pressure from people. We're coming into summer with summer plans and travels and- Or winter if you're in the East- Okay. <laughs> Whatever, wherever you might be, there there might be a lot that you're, you're being, in New Zealand or Australia. Or- our inclusive queen. Um, there might be a lot that that's being asked of you, and again, this stems from our own personal experience. So we wanted to share that we get it yeah. first and foremost, and and go through what works for us, and just why and how and what you can do to relieve some of this pressure in the pressure cooker. So firstly, I believe like with, with anything else, you know, is it's really helpful to cultivate that connection with yourself. And again, we've talked about this often, but I think when it comes to saying no, how do you even know what you would want to say no to if you don't even know if you're not tapped in with yourself and who you are and what you want and what you value if you don't have that data about yourself, you'll say yes to anything. Yeah. So it's really important to know how you feel. And we talk about this a lot. And it's been a huge part of my life and understanding how important it is to know what you're feeling in every moment. Are you feeling like you're at 100%? Because we really, don't we all wake up every morning hoping that we can step into the day feeling 100% ready to I don't take know if I've day. ever stepped into the day feeling 100. So <laughs> well, I, I do. I do. Uh, I don't know. I love to step in. And so when I'm, I, so I think that's what you're saying. How can you actually be so connected to yourself that you know? I woke up this morning when I went to work out with my trainer, Lewis. I remember walking in the door saying, I am dragging and I'm rarely dragging at eight o'clock in the morning. That is so, true. She is a yeah. early bird. Yeah. So it's just interesting. I think that's, I share that because for me, that is so cool that I can know that about myself and be okay with saying it and be okay with understanding it and then know what do I need to do for the rest of the day. And that's what you're talking about. How do you have that? How do you have that strong connection with yourself? But even to say too, and this goes into deeper, some other topics, but saying it to Lewis, I mean, he's, you were close enough where he wouldn't ever take anything personally and you guys get each other, but if you can have that acknowledgement to say, Hey, I'm, I'm dragging. And so if I'm acting off, this isn't personal to someone who might take it personally, that could save some potential conflict because you're nipping it in the bud. So everyone's like, Oh, 
she's not mad at me. She's just tired. Well, we have to say it out. I think, I don't know if we've talked about this in an episode yet, but we have to acknowledge how we're feeling and we have to either say it out loud to another person or say it out loud to ourselves and actually be okay with it and not try to hide it, not try to pretend like it's not there and not try to, to fix it in the moment. Um, It's really important just to acknowledge it and be okay authentically with what what's up and what the emotions are because I know we've talked about this that you know like 85 or 90 percent of the feelings of that um whatever's happening for us in the moment gets dissipated the minute we acknowledge it and accept it without judging it powerful mm-hmm. I really believe and I've been thinking about this a lot for myself lately for a long, long time, especially like I've been thinking about writing a book and, and what that would look like. And the thing that always comes back for me is that the importance of establishing and cultivating a really strong foundation within yourself as the baseline for leaping into anything else that you want to do in life and any of these other practices that we talk about and, and anything that you want. And in this particular topic that we're talking about today, it feels more important than ever because you have to have that inner um, guide or compass to help you navigate everything that's going to come at you in life. And I am pretty sure we used this quote in a past episode, but it's so perfect in this instance from your favorite teacher, James Finley who's a former Trappist monk, and he says, um, could you live your whole life never having met the person who's living it? And I'll never forget when he said that at one of the retreats I was on with him decades ago. Like It was, it was so profound, I started to cry because I thought, yeah, I, I think I did that for many, many years of my life. I think we all do. We, we dip into autopilot. We, we tip, tick the boxes that society expects us to tick and and do all of the things. And it's so easy to switch off of the connection and switch into that autopilot. And then you get years down the road or decades down the road and you're like, wait, is this what I really wanted? And we even discussed too recently, Bronnie Ware, who works in hospice and did a study. And she said that the number one regret of the people who are dying in hospice is that they didn't live the life that they wanted to live. And they lived their life based off of other societal expectations. So it's, it's everything that we've talked about so far saying yes to things that you, you want to say no to not knowing who you are and what you want. And I think ultimately in life, you think about what is the meaning of life or what is the purpose of life? And, and, you know, that's a really deep philosophical question, but ultimately I think we just want to live a fulfilled, happy life where we know that we we woke up every day and we did what we could and we did our best and we felt loved and supported and accepted and and that we are enough and that we are enough. And, and I don't know if you can actually get to that point of feeling enough without tapping into a connection and having a foundation within. And I think that's so beautifully said, Michelle, because I there's I, the, the, the pitch for my book, I guess. <laughs> Very good. I want to repeat this quote again from, from James Finley because... Put it on your mirror. Yeah. And I think really just sit with it. Even after this episode, really sit with it. And could you live your whole life never having met the person who's living it? I just, I think it's one of the most, one of the more profound things I've heard ever. Um, 
Because I, what you're saying and what we're talking about here is having that deeper connection with yourself, knowing what you want and who you are and all the things, what that really is, how do you love and accept yourself completely? How do you really love yourself? And that's a whole nother episode, which I think we should get into when of, we will. of really doing it. But I think just for this purpose of idea of, of knowing yourself so well, it's a radical thing. I really want to say this so profoundly because I was someone who couldn't understand it for decades. You told me to love myself. I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I can love other people. I can be successful. I can do all the things. I'm a type A. What do you mean love myself? I, I didn't even think that I mattered in the whole equation. So that was such a foreign thing for me to hear in my late 20s and early, even in my early 20s or even as a child, actually. So it's a radical thing. And remembering that love is a verb. That's a John Mayer song. Oh, it is? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. So love he is... says love ain't a thing. Love is a verb. Wow. Okay. So you've so, got to show me. Wow. Oh I can't my goodness. sing it because I don't want to get into some sort of copyright <laughs> problem, but wow, we do love Michelle. John Mayer on this podcast. Well, love is a verb. So love is something that we do. And so what I really love about this talk we're having today and what is really motivated me in my life to really help people love and accept and trust themselves completely is that self-love actually is an ability that we can cultivate. You and, don't have to be born loving yourself. I wasn't, I don't know if I was Well, we've been way, trained not to. I mean, my society has trained us was to, trained that if you liked yourself, you're yeah. egotistical or a narcissist yeah. or you're selfish. If you say no, you're selfish. If someone asks you to do something and you can't, like you're, you're selfish. Yeah. And so it's, it's not even just learning how to love yourself. It's unlearning all of the things that we've been taught that it's bad to do that, yeah. that it's selfish, that you're a bad person, that you don't care about people if you do all of these things. Yeah. So it's really twofold, but it, it, it's, it's powerful work. And it is important because like you said, it is the most radical act of, of caring for yourself is being able to love and accept yourself fully. And that is a lifelong practice too. It is. It's, it's, it's always an everyday practice. I'm, none of us will ever do this perfectly, but the idea of who just imagining who is your favorite person in the world, what family member or friend or whoever it is that you just love completely, that you really um, are in love with, can you actually treat yourself with that same kind of love? And can you show up every day showing yourself kindness, like not judging yourself and allowing yourself to, to make mistakes and not calling yourself stupid or what the heck's the matter with me or all the things that we're going to do. I'm not saying that we're not going to be doing that from time to time, but to actually laugh about it and say, wait a minute, you know, and not really take it as an affront to yourself, but really embracing yourself. Um, because as you started this whole episode with, it is the foundation for everything that we do in life, the absolute relationship that we have with ourselves. So if it can be a loving, caring, kind relationship that we have with ourselves, imagine how much more loving, caring, and kindness we can give to others. We can't give it. We don't have it. We've all heard that saying before. And it's so true. Um, and if we do try to be loving and caring, kind to others, it will come out sideways if we don't have it for ourselves with impatience, with regrets, with irritabilities, with um, uh, all the things that we road rage, all the things that happen. And life is really hard. It's tense out there. There's a lot of dynamics at play, why on earth would it ever be helpful or beneficial to keep doubling down on yourself yeah. in a world that's already doing doubling it for us? Yeah, exactly. You know, don't, yeah. don't add to that. Yeah. 
You got to balance it out. So today, I just want to say <laughs> this. So getting, today. She's getting anxious. No. So today we start prioritizing. Yes, we do. Our own needs and wants and knowing that you are so worthy and deserving of this ultimate act of self-care and of saying no to things that are not in alignment with you or you're just not feeling like you want to do um, with kindness. And I think the way that we can start to, to put that into practice in our lives is to cultivate a deep sense of discernment. Yes. So tell us what that means. <laughs> discernment. That's a big Break word. Break it down. <laughs> discernment. It's important, but yeah. more or less it's good judgment. Yeah. It's knowing quote unquote, right and wrong, making good choices. Um, And by good choices, choices that are in alignment. Yeah. Yeah. Making choices that are in alignment of you after you've connected with yourself and know, you know, a surface level example, I value my cat's health. She's got diabetes. And if I, and of course I do, but I'm saying, knowing that I value her health, if someone says, hey, I need you to come be with me for eight hours at this time. And that cuts into her time where, you know, I have to give her her shots, you know, like knowing that I value that I I would maybe have to say no, because that's not, I would feel anxious about that, Yeah, which is obviously a very surface level, but no, I value it. Or you would have to pause before you said yes. Yeah. I think this is where we talk about the pause. There's always a pause. There's always a space between everything. So you take a pause and you say, I'll get back to you so that you can, okay, can I get someone to fill in and give Charlotte a shot? Or can I make this work so that it feels in alignment with my life? I really am passionate about all of us understanding that pause. There's between, remember the Viktor Frankl quote, between Back stimulus the and beginning. response. So stimulus is someone asking you to do something and your response. So between that, there is a space, there is a pause. So how can we start living more in the pause? Which means in that second, get in touch with myself. Is this something I really want to do? Like if you want to go with your friend and go do something, and if it is, then okay, now how can I make that happen? And also too, I think maybe this was a good example because you can say, no, I'm sorry. I can't. I have to take care of my cat after the pause. And, and that's why we said with confidence, because people might not understand that. They may be like, Michelle, what do you mean? Don't you want to go do this? This sounds so fun. What do you mean you have to give your cat a shot? Can't you just do it later? Or can't you just yeah. wait? Like feeling so confident in your convictions that people's questioning of your whys don't matter to you and they they're don't not swayable. Mm-hmm. And I could be swayable mm-hmm. in the past for and, and still a little bit now, but mm-hmm. that's the confidence piece. But anyways, that's a good example actually but it's discernment. It's making good choices. It's making choices in alignment with your values and what, and what you hold for yourself. You know, if I'm, uh, training to be a, an athlete, I'm probably not gonna go to the bars every night. You know, like it's just knowing what you want and what's going to get you there. And what matters most to you, what's important to you and holding yourself accountable to make those choices because ultimately we can do all of these practices. We can tap in, we can know, but nobody can make these choices for us. So we have to hold ourselves. We have to be responsible to ourselves to make those choices and to know what we need to do, which is like that's self-care. But what we like to talk about when we talk about this is like another good example is to think about life like playing chess. Mm-hmm. And 
I guess I don't fully know how to play chess, but um, I do. Okay. No, no, but it's true. Okay, Queen's That's Gambit. Why I, <laughs> um, you know, I know that to so win... It's a good analogy. To win chess, you don't mm-hmm. have to make every play or make a bunch of moves. Mm-hmm. You have to make strategic moves. Right. And, and often it's the, the fewer of the moves that wins the game. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, in life... It's not about saying yes to every single request that you get for speaking or saying yes to every single social uh, invitation or whatever. You don't have to be the busiest or the most active to, quote unquote, win the game of life, whatever that looks like to you. And I just think that discernment is knowing what what moves you're going to make in your life, like a game of chess and being strategic about it. And figuring out what key what key things, like what are the most important things? What key things do you need to do in a day or a week or a month to be performing at your best? You know, I do this often, you know this, Michelle, but if I wake up and I have four things on my schedule for the day and I'm not feeling like I can take on four things, I don't push <laughs> through to do the four things. I will usually call up Michelle and say she we're canceling will. one of them. And she'll also say, Michelle, I told you I don't like to have four things on the schedule. <laughs> Why do we have four things? We need to take things off. Because I really want to be at my best when I'm with people. When I'm with someone, this I, is a very true I thing. really and, want and them to. And you're very vocal in a inspiring way because you say, there's three things. I need two things because I want to be my best for those two things. And if I do the third, I'm going to show up subpar and I don't want to do that. No, I want I, people deserve... People, if you're like, if you want to talk to me, you want me, you want me to be all there. You don't want me to be, oh my gosh, I can't wait till this is over. Cause I'm just really tired. This is the last thing on my schedule. And I knew that I should have canceled. I mean, this is what we do. Cause this is what the mind does. So I really want to be at my best, which is, I, you know, I'm not perfect. Obviously none of us are perfect, but I really try hard to be in connection with myself as you started this whole episode, Michelle. And if I don't feel like I can give it my all, now, certainly I'm not going to cancel things that I know that I cannot cancel. But it's the but discernment piece. It's the discernment piece. But there, in a, any given day, if there's three or four things on the schedule, there is certainly one of those three or four that can be pushed to another day. And mm-hmm. so I just think that it's so vitally important for to really know what is our best, how, what do we need to do to take care of ourselves in any given moment, and to be okay uh, to say no with confidence, to say I'm just not quite that this is not going to work for me today. And you, you don't need, you say this a lot, Michelle. How can we learn to say no with confidence and not apologize? It's hard to say no and not apologize. I've been trying hard not to. I've been really, really working on. It's really um, hard. I'm sorry, I can't do this. Or, see, there I am. I started <laughs> off with the I'm sorry. I've been really it, working we think hard. We need at, to lessen know, the blow. Do, yeah, or we're gonna. They're not going to like us, or they're not going to invite us back again, or. And so I've, it's a, it's a work in progress always, which is life. Life is always a work in progress. But I think just identifying what's the one thing in the day that you need to do for yourself that will help bring you to that place of being a hundred percent or feeling close to a hundred percent your best. What's the one thing in, what's the one thing in, in the day that you need? Um, and do that. Mm-hmm. Like if it's the one thing in my day, I said this to you yesterday and I did it. It was, I needed to take a bath. My back was hurting me. I was just feeling tired. And I said, Michelle, I really, I really need a bath. She goes, then go do it. And so just identifying that and saying it and sometimes saying it to another person that you trust and love well, but also, is so cool because she, when, I don't need Michelle's permission to tell me to go take a bath, but it's just, it just really affirms that 
I know this is what I needed in that moment yesterday. And so it's, it's so powerful to honor yourself with what you need in the moment, especially something like that. But actually there's more to that. We had planned to go for a walk to discuss this podcast recording because I know we like to kind of get to have a pre-chat and, and you had felt like you, you would rather not walk. You needed a bath. And you said, do you mind if we don't do the walk? Because I, I really feel like I need to do this. So it's, it was even more than that because you had to take something off your schedule and, and do something for that you really needed. And that's why you to articulate it to one person that you can trust and really care. Cause what was your answer back? I absolutely don't mind. I would love for you to take a bath. So I did. I was very happy for you to do that. It seems very I loved sm- that, that you, that I was in, in, in touch with myself enough yeah. to be able to identify it. And Cause say I'm it. always yeah. saying to you, take care of yourself, yeah. go do something for yourself, go yeah. do this, go, t- go take a nap. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This may sound very simple on this episode, but I'm telling you, this is the most powerful thing you can do in your life. I'm, I really, I think that's why I'm so excited about this. It's, it is the most powerful mm. thing you can do is to truly, truly know what you need in the moment and take care of yourself. Yeah. But to like with everything in life, this is a practice. And sometimes we're going to make choices that are not in alignment and we're going to say yes to things that maybe we don't want to or or do the things that might even take us back a few steps. I mean, I've made bunches of mistakes that have made me feel really bad. And again, we can go deeper into this topic on the whole in another episode, but just forgive yourself when you go off track too. Yeah. You know, life is never going to be perfect. It's not a straight road. It's it's windy and twists and turns. And as much as you can have the intention and the awareness to have that discernment, make good choices, do the things that are in the most alignment to you, life comes and it gets in the way and it, it can sometimes take us in a different direction. And again, don't double down on yourself when life double downs on you. Right just no, you know, forgive yourself, see that you've gotten off track or you've made a bad choice and come back to your connection. Um, you know, and really having that self-compassion and forgiveness when that happens and write this on your mirror. And we say this often and you're going to need a real big mirror well, for all these things. I think like, what, we're what, you, to write. you have to have, no, and I have this in my mirror on my vanity. You have to have a dry erase black marker. Everyone go out and buy one of those. She's got a lot. And literally you write this on your mirror. It's the most amazing quote by Maya Angelou. She said so many incredible things that have impacted my life, but this one in particular is on my mirror right now. Forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know before you learned it. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to learn a lesson in life and then never repeat it again, the mistake again. No, it means that in every moment I'm learning So in every moment, oh, I just learned that I need to take a bath tonight because that's what I need. How many times have I not allowed myself to do that and push through it? So I I love that. Forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know before you learned it. Maya Angelou, put that on your mirror. Boom. And remember that. Because what does that do? It's exactly what we're talking about. It gives you, it's that whole loving, caring connection with yourself. And it's actually offering yourself some kindness. It's what you would say to someone that you love dearly. When they go off track or if something, they're out of sorts, you'll say, go easy on yourself. It's okay. Just take a deep breath. It all, all is well right now in this moment. It's okay. It's what you would do with anyone that you love. And it's really not as easy to turn that back on ourselves, but we have to. Mm -hmm. We must. It's a must. It truly is a must. It is a must. 
So because we are people pleasers, that's I mean, I, you know, I think so many of us are people pleasers. And so it's really hard. And that's why what you're saying with forgiveness of ourselves and discernment and all the things that we're talking about, um, you know, not we, we need to put the care for ourselves above what others will think of us. Certainly. And I was <laughs> a little hesitation. It, no, because it's so hard. So, it is. And I, that's one, been one of my biggest struggles. And we've dabbled in that topic a little bit, but not caring about what other people think about you is huge. But as someone who does identify as a former, hopefully, people pleaser, it's so easy to say yes to things because you're afraid of what people are going to think about you or that they're not going to like you. And if you can drill down into that and, and ask yourself, why do you care? And for me personally, and, you know, opening up about that, it's, you know, I, I didn't want to be disliked. I didn't want to be alone. I didn't, I didn't want to feel like I wasn't worthy of, of love and, and relationships and friendships and, and feeling cared for by other people. Um, but people pleasing like that and saying yes, it doesn't do anyone any good. Because if I say yes to a friend who wants me to do this, 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 this all the time, and I put myself out and I exhaust myself and, and I you know f- build up in that resentment, that's not doing my friend any good. My friend's going to start to feel that, that I'm like, that I don't really want to be with them and that I'm just saying yes to say yes or that I'm, I'm not fully present to being with them or, or that I'm starting to get short with them when they talk to me or even then starting to avoid them. They can feel that. And so self-care and this whole thing is about saying no when you mean no in a confident way, but in a kind way. And if it's somebody that you care about or that you want to maintain a relationship, you know, say, look, it doesn't work for me today, but let's look at next week or whatever it might be. Um, and, and trying to avoid, like we said, the apology, unless it's something like, you know, that you had maybe committed to and you're backing out, but just really saying it in a kind way. I don't think people can be really mad at you for doing that. They can be disappointed, but they'll, let people be disappointed right, and let okay. them work through that feeling. But right. you'll feel better knowing that you spoke up for yourself and stood up for yourself and said your needs instead of always putting yourself last. It's so beautifully said, Michelle, because I think what I've learned as a in recovery people pleaser probably for the rest of my life is people love it when we're authentic. You really, I love the people in my life that are exactly who they are. And I, and I really love allowing them to be exactly who they are because I want to be able to show up exactly how I am. So I think if you just start practicing this little by little, especially with the people that you trust and know really well, you'll start to find that people appreciate it more. They love it when they have all of you for one, when you do say yes, but they also, I know that I appreciate it. If if I, if someone calls me and cancels, I never take it personally anymore. Mm-hmm. because I want to be able to be the same way. I want to be able to call someone and say, you know what? I can't come to dinner tonight. Could we reschedule? It just is not going to work for me tonight. And most of the people in my life now that I say that to, sure, we totally understand. I'll call you tomorrow and we'll reschedule because people want, the kindest thing I think that we can do in life 
is being aligned to take the actions that are in alignment with our own truth, because people can feel that as you were just saying, and they can, they can honor that. And they honor it with such respect and kindness because what, what we're, what we're saying and doing is a mirror back to them and they want the same thing in return. So I think being our authentic selves and as Paulo Coelho says, when you say yes to others, making sure that you're not saying no to yourself is the most powerful act of kindness and love that we can do for ourselves and I believe for others. And you're you're eliminating some of that anxiety and space for people to write stories. You know, when you're wishy-washy or you avoid, look, it's uncomfortable sometimes to be straightforward with people and say no or the confrontational aspect of it or, or whatever that might be. That's always been hard for me. Mm-hmm. Again, people it pleaser. Hard. It's hard. But when you just say, look, I can't, I could do this instead or, or whatever it might be. And you're just straightforward with people. You don't, they don't have the space to then themselves go ruminate over or what did I do to them? Did, did something happen? Do they not, you know, and that, that takes out a level of anxiety for everyone. I think, you know, it's, it's like, I don't know who said it or, or we've said it a lot, but honesty saves everyone time. And it really does. And I, and I, like you said, I really value people who can be honest with me. Obviously I really also value people who can be honest with kindness. Like I don't want people to be like, shut up. I'm not coming to hang out with you. whatever, right, right. you know, I, I would probably be a little more sensitive to that, but you know, having that honesty is really, really, really valuable. And that's something that I value in my life. And actually what's really interesting is we were listening to something from Brene Brown and she did a whole study about compassion and boundaries. And we tend to think that the people, the most compassionate people don't have boundaries. They just give and give give and give and give and and say yes. Right. But in her study, she determined that the, the most compassionate, kind, you know, generous people have the most boundaries and the the clearest boundaries boundaries, have Mm -hmm. the strongest boundaries. And that blew my mind. And to add something to this story, because it is, it blew my mind too, Michelle. We both were like, wow. When we listened to this interview that she did, do you know who she was interviewing? A bunch of monks, Hmm. like people that we think have just exuding nothing but compassion and would just allow anyone to, you know, the giving and the giving, the giving never stops. And that's what they're called to do is to give. And when she asked them that question, it's pretty incredible. Like they're, they're most, um, the, the most compassionate thing that they can do is to have clear boundaries, which is just so mind blowing. Um, I also just want to go back just for a second that we are, what we are saying is very, very, very hard. And I will be always a work in progress talking about this and actually practicing it in my own life. So, so life is hard. Life is difficult. And this is why I love Glennon Doyle's premise that we can do hard things. So I think when you're looking at, when you're looking at your life and when you're listening to what we're talking about today in this episode, think about this, like this is a hard thing, but what we're, what we're hoping to show you and talk to you about is you can do the hard thing. Like when you are, when you are really in alignment with yourself and loving yourself and really trusting and taking those steps little by little, every single day, you can do the hard thing because the hard thing out in life is generally not ever going to be easy. Life is never going to be easy because that's what life is. It's a difficult, uh, unpredictable space out there. Um, But you can do it. You can do the hard thing. So I just want to make that clear that 
It doesn't automatically, once you start practicing this, that no. life automatically gets easier. It doesn't get hard. It does. It isn't. It, it eventually doesn't. It gets easier. It's building a muscle. No. You do yes. it the first time and you're like, wow, that was hard, but it felt good. And then maybe you feel the benefits with your relationships. Like you feel like the person is more open and honest with you or, or more receptive to you or more understanding of you. And you can build off of that first time and then the next time and the next time and you're just building that muscle of like wow I can do this and and like you said we're not perfect people life isn't perfect life is hard but I do think we can build up that inner strength and inner resiliency to to feel like we're capable of handling it and doing it and and doing those hard things and to me that's that's the relief that I can feel within life of knowing like oh yeah. Okay. This is going to be hard, but not hard where it takes me out. Mm. Hard. Okay. It's going to be hard, but I can do it. And I, I think what I would love to do is just share with everyone. This is a practice that I've started doing a, a, almost every time. And I think it's really been serving me really well for a long, long time. So when someone asked me to do something, mm-hmm. I will always pause. I will find that pause. I'll find that space and I will you know, take some breaths and I'll just pause and check in with my body. When, when, when someone says, Hey, would you like to go to lunch tomorrow? We get an immediate reaction in the body. It could be like a gulp. It could be like a pain in our shoulders. It could be like something happening in the stomach, stomach, a pit in the stomach. We get some reaction in the body. And so if you pause and just check in with your body, cause the body never lies. The body knows first and then you check it into the mind because if you if you bypass the body and go straight to the mind, the mind is going to say, oh, I can't say no because they're not going to like me anymore. It has this whole story that you were talking about. So I would just ask you to try this, you know, just check in before you notice if you're starting to get tense up or starting to panic or taking time to pause before you actually say yes and no, um, before you say a yes or no decision allows you to take back control of your life, allows you to actually get that feeling of being in alignment with, wow, what do I really want to do here? So give yourself space, give yourself the freedom. Freedom is very important. Give yourself the freedom to decide what you want to do in the moment. And most often for me is it'll be, and I'll get back to you unless it's a hell no. Hmm. Well, life is is so much more enjoyable when you're not in that knee jerk reaction all the time. And then feeling like you have to fix. You're actually acting, not reacting. I yeah. Love you're that, fixing Michelle. that knee jerk reaction. And I lived a lot of my life feeling like I always had to fix the, the knee jerk reactions or the quick decisions rather than, than thinking, okay, I can take a space yeah. and say, I'll get back to you. It's a really powerful practice. And the body does tell you, and, and sometimes the body's going to tell you and, and you might have to sit with it and figure out where can I make some compromises or whatever, because we know that, that a lot is asked of us in life that, we might not want to do, but if it's a work thing or, or you know, a, really, a family thing, you might have to make compromises. We're not saying that it's ever going to be perfect where it's a yes or no. You know, life isn't black and white. It's it's pretty gray. So just knowing that. That's why I take your time before you, can you take respond. Your time. There's no rush to answer in the moment. Sometimes nothing is, as you said, nothing is black and white. Nothing is the same. There are levels of all of this, but. In general, most things that are asked of us, we do not have to answer in the moment. We can say, let me get back to you. Or, you know, thank you for asking me, but it doesn't work for me right now. Maybe it will another time. Um, 
just, we don't have to have a response. We don't have to feel like we're put on the spot. We can actually say, wow, let me get back to you. Let me think about that. I'll give and you letting a people be disappointed if they're going to be disappointed. I think what's interesting is I'm going to take on the added stress so that you can avoid being disappointed or let down. Yeah. So it, I'm going to, again, double down on myself. I'm going to take that on rather than letting you feel whatever you're going to feel and let you be responsible for you and me be responsible for me. Yeah. Well, like, we, we are. It, it's the ultimate people pleasing. It's like, no, I don't want to do that, but I, I also I feel so you. bad about it. So I'm going to go say yes and then feel upset so that you don't have to feel anything. And that is a bit of a manipulation tactic. And it's like, let people in your life feel the feelings so that they can grow and learn. It's like you're stunting people's growth when you right. don't give them the opportunity right. to be disappointed. To go through it. Let people de- be disappointed. And if it's someone that, that really cares about you and maybe is hurt, they'll probably come say, look, I was really disappointed. I would love to make something work with you and you can have a conversation. But when you cut it at the source and you take it all on, it does nobody any good. I love what you just said. Cause could you imagine a scenario? Um, think about this. Could you imagine a scenario where someone asks you something or someone comes back after they've said yes to you? So you, someone said yes to me and asked me, I've asked them to do something. They say yes. And they come back to me and say, Barb, you know what? I've rethought this, but I actually have to say no. And could you imagine a scenario where then I come back and say, wow, I'm really disappointed, but I absolutely understand. Thank you for sharing with me or thank you for being honest. And then the other person says, I know you're probably disappointed. I would be disappointed too, but this is what's happening for me right now. Could you imagine that being just the most amazing <laughs> conversation between two people? That would be the ultimate goal. And not that that's going to happen all the time, but to try to always... because. If we're afraid of disappointing others, it's so crazy because we get disappointed all the time. Why yeah. do we want to, I love what you just said. Why do we want to want to um, keep others from being disappointed? Why do we think we're responsible to keep others from being disappointed? So I love that. And if the, the more true you can be and kind you can be in the response, the more life is going to feel like it flows more with ease. Not mm-hmm. easy, but mm-hmm. flows more with ease. So sure. I think one of my greatest... Um, things that I would love to share with this whole conversation is that the loving kindness and care that you share that you have for yourself is your highest priority. And it's impossible to do any of this that we're talking about without loving yourself first and without caring about yourself first and with allowing yourself to be responsible for yourself. And at the same time, allowing others to be responsible for themselves. Very powerful. And there's that Eckhart Tolle quote, that I think is, is really beautifully ties this all up Mm. and it's give up defining yourself to yourself and to others. You won't die. You will come to life and don't be concerned with how others define you. When they define you, they are limiting themselves. So it's their problem. You can only lose something that you have, but you cannot lose something that you are. Mm. You have tears. That is so beautiful. I love that quote. So yeah, maybe put that on the mirror too. Well, we don't, we never want to lose our, we can't, we aban- have, all aban- we have- abandoning and losing ourselves <laughs> in the mix of living life is a recipe for unhappiness and um, making life harder than it has to be. Like you said, doubling down on it. Yeah. We can't abandon ourselves and who we are in a, in a world that 
probably benefits from us losing ourselves. Yeah. So self-compassion, you and I talk about this all the time. Self-compassion is one of the secrets to self-care, to being able to say no with confidence. So always having that beautiful compassion and love for yourself. Always. And knowing that life is full of twists and turns and it's not going to be perfect. But the more that you can pick yourself back up and get back on the path, it, it'll start to feel like it's kind of moving with that flow. And so I hope that this has been helpful for anyone who might be struggling with this because it is hard. But just like with everything else, it, it's something that the more you practice, the less hard it becomes and you can start to feel better. And the happier yourself. you feel. And the happier you feel. You know, I we we spit out a lot of quotes, but I do really believe that the more that you can say yes to yourself, meaning the things that are important to you and to the life that you are cultivating and creating for yourself, the happier you'll, you'll feel. And you'll attract the people that are meant to be on that path with you. And that, that just feels really special and, and, and great. I love it. We use quotes a lot because for me, quotes are, especially by teachers that we, um, we look to, to learn and to grow from. So I would end with another one. If you want to hear another Let's quote, hear the it. idea of the, um, the incredible, um, Buddhist master Thich Nhat Hanh, to be beautiful means to be yourself. You don't have, you don't need to be accepted by others. You need to accept yourself. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Yeah. Put it on the mirror. I love you, Michelle. This was I fun. I love you. This was so fun. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode and being such a beautiful part of our community. We really are grateful for all of you. This is a really special project that we do together and, you know, we couldn't do it without you all. So if you haven't yet, make sure you've liked and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, we really appreciate a five-star rating, a nice little review, puts a big smile on our face. We read them all. We read them all. Also make sure that you're staying connected with us so we can stay connected with you on social media at Peaceful Barb, at Barb Knows Best Pod, and at Michelle Maros. That's a great place to write in about topics that you want to hear us talk about and any other questions or concerns that you might have. We always love hearing from you. Thank you so much for being with us. We can't wait to chat with you next week because as we know, Barb knows best.